It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Joe, when we begin, before we get to our super, I mean, we're on a roll with our guests. <laughs> this guy is, you know, and by the way, close his mic off, okay? So he's, he's going to want to, he's going to want to talk. And I just, he's. What a great <laughs> welcome, John. First off, shut his mic shut off. Up. And then just, just <laughs> by the time you think we're, we're ignoring you, we're going to introduce you is the way it goes, okay? I didn't, I didn't give him the, uh, the outline of the show, but oh Joe, God. I always think of things that, um, that that people would go oh i remember that i give me uh give me a lyric to a song that oh. you thought was the lyric to the song and you weren't close but you only learned about it decades later oh sure um one that's i laugh about all the time dancing queen feel the beat of the tangerine Huh? It was a tangerine, tambourine. Well, it was a tambourine. <laughs> okay, well that's not that's not too bad. You make that. I, up. I, I had one when I was like, I'm saying like six years old. You don't have to sing it. Tom Jones had a song called "She's a Lady," and yeah. here, here oh, here's it. And I have this called song. up. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady talking about that little lady, and the lady is mine. I thought talking about that little lady was gotten but noun. <laughs> Got, gotten but it's not even words. And I argued with my sister. I'm like six years old. She goes, "It's." It's talk. It, it's it's talking about that little way. I go. No, it's gotten but down. And I got one more for you. What do you get? Another one. That's I, a great I, song. I, I got Tom one. Jones. She's it was. A lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's. We would play it at uh, a pizza parlor where you had the uh, you put the quarter in and they had the jukebox on the table. That was always one. Do you do you know any of those? Sure. Don't act like you're not. No. My age. The, okay. the 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 jukebox was everything because that's all we had. There wasn't really XM or stuff playing through the house. Yeah, you didn't have you your had to go, going. Or you had to go put something in the box and play five songs for two bucks or something. And it took forever. And but it bought, it bought time to when the pizza came. Five. That's right. Yeah. So there's it. Do you have another one or no? I got one more. Uh, an easy one was "Blinded by the Light," uh, "Man for Man" song yeah. wrapped up like a douche something in the yeah. night where it's revved up like a deuce. Yeah. A rolling. And then, then or something like that. It, it's not uh, what you thought it was. It was just things you made up. Yeah, um, but, but you thought it was. Yeah, there was there was one. My uh, this is a uh, uh, from one as we call the first marriage. Um, her 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 in her my my sister in law always thought that big old jet airliner. Yeah, by Steve Miller was sure. big old jam at the lighthouse. <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch. That's a, that's, that's a pretty good she one. Inhaled. <laughs> <laughs> there was no drug testing oh, to get I into the wedding. Know. No. So, so anyway, all right, let's get to our guest. Uh, <laughs> hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. S. It's on S, Joe. I'm so proud. Uh, you know, during our broadcast careers, a lot of our guests are, frankly, from our Rolodex. Uh, of people that you've met. Bird, bird, you know, we haven't we both and I have not burned every bridge. And uh, I have it with this guy and uh, super fun to cover. Uh, so um, uh, one of the most positive people I've ever met. It's former wide receiver for the, the Ohio State University. That's it. And the Tennessee Titans, Chris Sanders. Man, Chris, I, welcome, man. Hey, I, I appreciate it, man. First of all, I got a song too, man. Y'all, y'all yeah, got yeah, this is what I want to hear. A Michael Jackson song when he says, "Mama say, Mama saw mongoose." Yeah, I thought he said, "Mama saw mongoose." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. I mean, I'm, like, I'm just singing the whole song. I'm like, what in Sammy Hill is he saying? <laughs> 
Mongoose. If you sing it like eight times, Mama yeah. say, Mama say, I'm a mongoose. See? Oh, it's yeah. mongoose. Yeah. mongoose. It I is mongoose. mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> that's a good one. See, See he, he came strong Come right on, out man. of the box. We're oh, no show prep. Absolutely didn't know not. anything, <laughs> and he came out strong. This is why we do what we do at the Absolutely. So anyway, Chris, um, yes, look, sir. you are uh, the third round draft pick of the, yes. uh, the uh, Oilers at the time. We'll talk about all that. Sure. Uh, but now you're at NBA. Mm-hmm. Montgomery Bell Academy. I, I laughed at all you Titans players, you, all you Oilers players, and, and you may not be in this group, yes. and maybe you are. All right. When it was announced, when Coach Fisher walked in and announced that you're, this franchise that you were drafted for in 95 mm-hmm. is moving to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, to a player, it was didn't go over well because you're a young professional athlete leaving, leading, you know, living in a, in a major city, Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody, they said, well, I'm done playing. I I ain't never living here. And guess what? Y'all live here. Yeah. Every one of you lives here. But first of all, my my heart is broken. I mean, I, I can't, I moved here with the team. I know, I, I know I, you I'm did. I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. I'm the guy. No, I know you moved here at the team. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. That, that's my whole point. You are in that it was, window yeah, it of. Was, it was crazy. It was a crazy, because the thing about it is we were in a meeting. <laughs> we were in a meeting. and um, Just burned that bridge. Yeah, I know. I, I love you too. But uh, just uh, the, he, uh, Coach Jeff, Jeff Fisher walked into the meeting room, and we were just sitting there acting silly. And all of a sudden, he said, "We, you got two weeks to go find a house. And that's exactly how it happened. I mean, everybody was kind of sitting there bewildered, bewildered because there's a lot of situations going on with the mayor and with Bud and all those things that were going on. Then all of a sudden, Jeff Fisher walks in the room and says, you know, with his, I like his mustache. You know, his mustache is kind of looking kind of crazy. But um, he hasn't walked, changed. Yeah, it hasn't changed. But uh, he walks in and he said, you guys got two uh, weeks to go find a house when you moved down there. And I was like, what in the world is going on? But as coming in as a rookie in my second year, it really didn't matter because I was still kind of, you know, raw coming into the uh, league. So we could have played in somebody's backyard. We could have played in, in Montgomery Bell Academy. It was just being in the NFL was just really, really cool. NBA would have been an upgrade, by it, the way. It would have. <laughs> it would have. I mean, the facilities were pretty doggone bad. You guys started uh, at uh, in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Oh, My wife and I would go down and see you guys. She worked for Northwest Airlines, yeah. which had a Memphis base. So we'd catch an early flight out of Nashville, go to Memphis, watch the game, have our drinks, turn around, come back to Nashville yeah. uh, that night. What a weird place it that was. It was weird. Very I mean, strange. It was the weirdest thing because when we got on a flight, it took about two minutes to get there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> about right. time you, you get went up, and you went down. And then came down. But I think the, the craziest part of the whole situation was, uh, I think it was our last time playing there. We were playing the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I was there. And, you know, you think you're going to have a home game and everybody's going to be excited and rah, rah. <laughs> we walked out and we're getting booed. I'm yeah. like, what in <laughs> Sam E. Hill is going on? Yep. It was the worst. It was, you know, it, it was terrible. It was a, a bittersweet thing because the thing about it, it was, it was sad because we're thinking we're going have a home game, but it was good because we're going to Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> then we went to uh, Vanderbilt, uh, then went to uh, the stadium. All right. A quick story about that game that maybe you don't know. So you're right. You were booed because Pittsburgh fans travel well. The game meant nothing to them. They Zero. rested people. Uh, you guys went eight and eight. You went two and six at the Liberty Bowl, six and two on the road, uh, which is and to win eight games in the NFL right. is Pretty good. So Absolutely. under those circumstances. But Bud Adams, after the game, is because there's a two-year deal to play there, mm-hmm. and that first year didn't work out, uh, he was so upset at how you were received. Now, it rained that day. Yeah, I remember. And there were, yes, there were Pittsburgh fans there, but there was also a lot of yellow slickers. <laughs> and had it, this is true, yeah. had it been a sunny day, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure Bud would have moved. He was convinced they were all Pittsburgh fans. 
even in the yellow slickers. And I, I thought they were, it was, this worked out pretty well. It was, it was yeah. so bad. But then he got so mad that we moved to Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, that's how, mad, that's, how, that's how mad he was. But, you know, even though it was a tough situation, even though it was, uh, it was crazy, we still had a good time. And when you have guys like Bruce Matthews and guys like that, that, that are veterans that know how to handle it in a, in a professional way, it just made it so much special. Um, the things that, that, that Bruce Matthews did is, it's kind of like this, even though the, the tough situation was going to move and all this, is when um, we would walk, he would walk in the locker room, Bud Adams would walk in the locker room. <laughs> He's laughing. He would waddle. He would waddle. And uh, Bruce Matthews would change the nameplates. On, on the names. So just imagine if Drew Bennett was, it was Drew Bennett's name <laughs> and Derek Mason walks, uh, Derek Mason is standing there. Walks up to Steve McNair. And he'll, he'll, and Bud Adams will look up at the sign and say, okay, how you doing, Derek Mason? And, it, and it'd be, it'd be Bruce Matthews. <laughs> but things like that, that Bruce Matthews, even though we got booed and even though it was going through a tough situation, he still made it fun. And that's what leadership is. And it was tough. It was, it was wild. I mean, just imagine two, I mean, I'm sorry, about 53 guys, gigantic guys in small locker rooms. So even though the situation was tough, we still had to make it work. And the way you make it work is you have guys like Bruce Matthews, you know, Brad Hawkins, Derek Mason, Eddie George. Even though we was going through a tough situation, we still handled it in a professional way. And Vanderbilt was a difficult a situation for crowds, the field, probably all the above. We had Coach Fisher on the show. He talked about that time and really had the same reflection you did. We were kind of this team of misfits that had to keep moving around, yeah. but we stayed yeah. together and made it fun. And then Adelphia opened up and you got your real house yes. in the 99 season. And it all came together, obviously, in the 2000 Super Bowl uh, season. So th that has to be fun to reflect on. And even now in your coaching as a coach at NBA to tell guys that, you know, life's not going to work out smooth. You've yeah. got to make when things are bad, you have got to make the best of it. Yes, yeah, about handling adversity. I mean, you got two choices. You got a choice to get bitter or get better. I mean, even though it was going in the situation, I know guys were a little upset about the, you know, everything that was going on, but we had, we made a choice to be better. How would you get better? Not complaining, not saying this, not saying we don't have that. We just had a whole bunch of guys that actually loved each other. And in 1999, when we actually moved in the stadium, I knew something was different about that season. When we played Cincinnati Bengals, we won 36 to 35. And then we walked in the locker room. I'll never forget this. Everybody was standing there before Jeff Fisher talked. We knew that there was something different about the team because guys loved each other. We went through adversity. We went to get laughed at in Memphis, then come to Vanderbilt. And, you know, Dyson has to go through not getting – I mean, uh, uh, what was it? Randy Moss getting drafted, you know, yeah, after ahead of all, Dyson. He had to yeah. go through all this all right. stuff that everybody was going through in their individual lives. But collectively, we said, you know what? We're going to make this thing work. And that year, boy, we had some dolls. We got, you know, Javon Curse, who's a freak. We had Samari Rowe, guys that said, you know what? I'm going to be added to this team, and we're going to make this doggone thing work. And I'm telling you something, that was the best year I've ever had. Well, Jeff knew that in 95, that his first draft class, with you in the third round, McNair the first, Gary Walker's part of that. Michael yeah. Rohn played a, a, a nice role. Absolutely. Uh, Rodney Thomas was a RT. great compilist, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, out, of, out of Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're building that. By the way, the story about Cincinnati, and this is the only time at any TV station that I ever got scolded, and Did I'm you? still bitter about it. No and, and I want to be better, but I am bitter, okay? <laughs> is after the game, uh, you, you had come back. Steve McNair had a couple of fumbles. There were boos. Mm -hmm. There were boos. And it wasn't Steve's fault. It was breakdown in coverage. Absolutely. It was, so after the game, I'm doing my report, and it's the only time I got really editorial. I said, if, if you came to the game or watched the game on TV and you heard booze, 
you're an idiot. You don't know football. That wasn't Steve McNair's fault. It wasn't. So I get called in the GM's office the next day, and I'm thinking I'm going to be lauded for having some 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 dads to to go on there. Right. And and uh, he said you must go on and apologize at 6 p.m. Our sponsors are not happy with you. You called them idiots. Yeah. I thought to myself. How about sticking by your guy? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't get thrown out of the bus. I, I, I yeah. got under the bus. I got thrown out of the airplane. That is crazy. So anyway, that's my bitter part about your. You, but you came back and won the game. Then went eight zero at home. And so yeah, it was it was it was just really different about the team. And, and and the reason why I want to kind of piggyback on what I was talking about about handling adversity, it was all for one moment. And I'm gonna say it for say it like this: is when we was going through trials and tribulations, getting laughed at, getting booed. All of a sudden, we get to the uh, Buffalo game. And it looked like we were going to lose. It looked like there was no possible way. But back then, we were preparing for that moment. Because in situations back then, we didn't panic. We didn't cry. We didn't pout. And it was the same thing in 1999 with the Buffalo Bills when they went up by a field goal. We yep. figured out a way to win. Why? Because we 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 prepared a long time ago. Were you're you at that about, game? Yeah, you're talking uh, about the Music City, Music Miracle, City Miracle Play. Miracle, yes. We were, uh, I, Did you, I'm you a, left. I'm a founding. <laughs> no, 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 no. They left. They left. I'm a founding member. Uh, my name's on the wall. Is I've it? been there since 1999. And uh, uh, we sit in section 240. So that's uh -huh. on the home field side, maybe about the five yard line. Right. So it, it, we have this angle shot where you can always see the whole game. So the ball, uh, Buffalo kicked off towards the South end zone and we saw the play unfold. Oh, and man. as soon as Dyson got the ball, we're like, it's over. He's going to score. Yeah. Everybody saw it. And these idiot Buffalo fans, <laughs> sponsors be offended. Uh, were behind us hammered calling us idiots. You yeah. stupid Southern idiot morons. <laughs> Here's a real team, blah, blah, blah. And obviously, we won the game. The Music City Miracle happened, and those guys are just sitting there with their Buffalo hard hats on, and everyone's just pounding them with throwing beers at them and stuff <laughs> in the upper deck. And it was just a great game. It and was. we saw that thing unfold firsthand that uh, he was going to score. Where were you on the field when that happened, and what were your thoughts? Okay, first of all, Kevin Dyson wasn't even supposed to be in the game. If they ever told you that we practiced that in practice, they're lying to you. We, what in a Sammy? We never practiced. Hey, Hey, brother, we practiced that. No, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> practice that. I remember I was on the sidelines and I looked up at the clock. And in my mind, with my sight, I'm like, there's no possible way. There's only 16 seconds left on the clock. But the good thing about it is, is strategically how it was put together. They, uh, I think it was Laurie, drew it up on the sidelines. And that's how it came about. We, man, we never practiced that in, in practice. But here's the crazy part about it is, is when they kick the ball, they kick it to Lorenzo Neal, who, who's, who's horrible at catching the ball. I mean, it's like catching the ball. He's, he's like catching the ball with his elbows. He's that bad. And then you got Frank Wycheck that has one of the worst arms on the league throwing it to Kevin Dyson, who's not even supposed to be in the game. But the reason why I share that picture like that is sometimes things happen good out of the ordinary. Things that's not supposed to be there happen great for you. In that situation to where a guy's not supposed to be in the game, the guy who catches the ball is a short little little wrestler guy with no neck, Lorenzo Neal, absolutely nothing. He catches the ball. Why is he catch why is he even in the game? Yeah. Why why is he? Hey, he's not the good hands guy. He's not the good no. hands guy. <laughs> but he's he comes up and catches it, has the awareness to give it to Wycheck, and Wycheck has the awareness of throwing it to Kevin Dyson. So what I'm saying is, is we took our lemon 
And on that plate, turn it into lemonade. And that's exactly what happened. That, that was a great, that was a great, great, great experience. Every time I watch it, I can say I was there. Well, I was going to say a lot of, you left. 300,000 people say they were there, Joe, is, yeah. the, is my point. But you truly, you truly were there. That, well, that, it was great that we got to see it unfold. And yeah. the second Dyson caught it, we're like, he is going to score. And that's when the crowd started to get up. That's the amazing. roars began. And it was just, it was just absolutely tremendous. All right. More football memories coming. <laughs> Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't bury that compliment over our singer. What did you say, Chris? Uh, I said he didn't show up to the game. Uh, no. <laughs> John wasn't even there, was he? Forgot. <laughs> not what you said. <laughs> he was supposed to be covering it. All right. Chris, uh, yes. oh. fork in the road? Is that what we're No, we're, no. <laughs> we are, where are we? You are. You're a little bitter right now. <laughs> yeah. He says be better, not bitter. That's the whole, that's going to be the name oh, of the podcast no, after no, we no. leave here. I think we should talk more about you, John. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do have too many freaking Titan stories that are. Um, so look, you, yes. you grew up in Denver. Yes. I had to have been a Bron- Broncos fan. I Absolutely. Think, right? Yes. right. And then you go to, what got you uh, to Ohio State other than it being really good? Yeah, one of our, one of our, uh, not one of our, but our head coach was, um, his cousin was a wide receiver coach at the Ohio State University. Okay. And that, that's how I got there. I mean, it was, you know, for, and this is a crazy story. This is before I got my life right. But the reason why I went to Ohio State, you know, I went on, you know, went on a trip and there was a girl that said I was cute. So she was like, yeah, you're you cute. Are you coming Next to play five football? years? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'll see you when you get back. Did I ever see her? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. That could have been fork in the road right I mean, there exactly. too. That's I mean, that's our next. next she must thing. have thought, I, you know, my unibrow was cute. So, yeah. other, other, <laughs> what unibrow? Did you? Uh, but but yes. uh, University of Colorado was was early nineties. Was good at that time. They must have looked at. You they know? came at the last minute. I mean, a lot of times Colorado didn't recruit in Colorado. I mean, they were getting guys from you know different places, but they really didn't recruit me to the last minute to Ohio State. You know, uh, came and got me. But here here's a cool little story about the whole situation when I went to. Uh, uh, when I went to to the Oilers, uh, when I grew up watching the Denver Broncos and I grew up watching John Elway, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I said in my mind, I think I'm in the eighth grade, and that was the year where um, I think it was the when they Cleveland Browns when they did the 99 yard comeback. Yeah, and, and, and that Elway did. Elway did. Yeah, and I just said to myself, I said, man, I would like to play against him one day. And in 1995, that was I had my best game against John Elway. Terrific. That is one of the craziest. And I walked out and I said, you know, can I get your autograph? And he just kind of looked at me like, uh, little man, just get up out of here. And I said, I'm going to hit you up for 157, two touchdowns. Let's go get this. <laughs> you had a great deep ball thrower in Chris Chandler. Oh, he was a dude, man. I mean, the thing about it, it's funny thing about Chris Chandler. He was he was a different dude. He was a different dude. I went up to him the first day. I said, hey, I'm Chris Chandler. It's nice to meet you. He just walked away. I'm like, is this what, is this what it's supposed to be? But then one thing that I did, I said, you know what? Instead of getting mad at him, instead of getting bitter at him, I said, I'm going to earn his respect. And after the third game, I started starting. Uh, I think it was against Cincinnati Bengals. I had two touchdowns for 106. Now he wants to talk to me. Good. <laughs> come, come and talk to me. So talk about yes. your Ohio State years. You hold track records. Yes. Uh, you still hold the indoor long jump record. Yes. It's still on file. You were the 1994 Ohio State Athlete of the Year yeah. across all sports. How did track and field enter with this football career? It, it was awesome. You know, I, I love track. And uh, I, I want to piggyback a little bit. But when I first got to the Ohio State University, um, I had to sit out my first year because I was academ- academically ineligible. Then the next year, I came. So were Joe and I, but I we weren't on scholarships. <laughs> Nobody cared. But you know, you see, I got an 11 on my ACT. You get six for just writing your, point, writing, writing your name. So it, was, it wasn't that bad. So I got six points. So, you know, um, it, it, it's kind of emotional because the next year I had to kind of sit out. 
And I was this close to giving up. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, mom, I'm coming home. I'm sitting out two years. And I said, I am completely done. So that year I went out for track and that, that I went out for track and I started to do long jump. And when I did long jump, I first meet, I jumped 25, two. And then the next meet I jumped 25, 10. And then the third meet at Iowa state, I jumped 26, nine. And as I jumped 26, nine, my, my uh, track coach runs him. He said, he was shaking. He said, you know what you just did? He just said, you just broke the legendary long jump record held by Jesse Owens. That's why I get emotional about that sure. because I was on the verge of quitting. I was on the verge of saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I was on the verge of saying, you know what? I'm done with all this nonsense. Didn't know that my record was waiting around the corner. Mm. I mean, that you know, that's why I hope nobody never breaks that record because it means so much to me that out of 100, I don't know how long the school's been up, but out of 178 years, nobody has ever jumped longer than me at the Ohio State University indoors. Wait, and so I, you, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. No, I love it. But there's there's another one that I'm going to throw Joe under the bus. There's another stat that Joe would like to like to mention. I already know where he's going. I can guess it. I guarantee. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I have the the negative yards, and, and I get it all the time. I get it all the time. We don't, we don't understand it. You're a receiver. <laughs> yes. So what? They did like an end around, two and, end arounds, and, and I got it. hit hit in my nostrils and you every gotta, time. You hit got, in square in the nostrils without a tic tac. Some uh, Jason Taylor hit me twice, and you got to live with that. I got to live with it, but I got a record though. That's I'm in, I'm, hey, I'm in, I'll be in the Hall of Fame with the, neg- the, the negative negative thirty six. Oh man, <laughs> two end arounds. If when you in Chris's stats are he holds the. I'll take it. Record for negative yards for this. But you know, he's a receiver. It's like, it doesn't even make sense. You, you know, you came on and your speed <laughs> and your your success. By the way, in that Raider game and in, in the, uh, the, the opening, you, I think you had the first touchdown, I think. Yes. Um, I, and, are we friends? Huh? I'm just asking right now. Are what? we friends? Uh, absolutely. You said, I think. <laughs> oh, I said, I think. <laughs> no, no. You think like, well, I think he caught a pass. Well, I no. think they went to Ohio State. Well, uh, I just, uh, you could have been the I third hope, touchdown. Of the- I hope that he had more hair. All this stuff, man. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. I mean, I not going the way I thought it would. He knows me more than you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. That that that, that hurts. Uh, why uh, do you still do you still walk on your tiptoes? Absolutely. I always thought that was a quirky thing when fl- you came. I can't walk flat footed. Why mean, is that? I mean, ever since I was a young kid, I've always walked on my toes. Oh, and and I and I just I just can't walk flat footed. This is weird, but it, it helped me in my sprinting. It helped me in my jumping. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, tippy toes. Tippy toes. I mean, it looks kind of weird because I watch myself on film. I'm like, who's that guy? Let me look at film. Like, who's that guy? Oh, oh, that's me. Step on the <laughs> crack. Break your mother's. No, that's <laughs> good. It is the it, yeah. It's weird, but man, uh, yeah, it's not too attractive. Rapid, 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 rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid. Rapid fire. I'm in the doghouse, so you, you go. Are, you go yes, first. I know why. We're just going to interview you, John. <laughs> Man, Chris. Rapid fire. Yes. Uh, just first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Some quick questions. Maybe we'll go around the horn with as easy as uh, your your lifetime in Nashville here. Where do you like to eat? What's one of your favorite restaurants to go to? Uh, Waffle House. A little scattered, smothered, or no, covered. I, oh, diced, everything. I just chunked, can't watch them cook it. All of it. Yeah, everything. Oh. Can't watch it. It's so good. Mm. Get the same. Like when I drive up, they already start cooking because I get the same thing every time. E, which what's your hotspot location there? Uh, hotspot? Where? Or the, where? Like which? Uh, I've got the one there off of Old Hickory Boulevard. That's the one I go to. Is Not, it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Old Hickory. Yep, it's right on the corner by uh, Target. That's it. You see how excited I got? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> got I was excited. House. Hey, it's on the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> 
I'll see you there. <laughs> Are you going to treat me? Uh, of I mean, I somebody, somebody loves me in this room. So I was just going to say, <laughs> you guys just just become BFFs right now, and I'll just Jeez. I'll just walk away. Not somebody cared. I'll, I'll get I'll get on a And then he called me, hey, Chris, you want to come on the show? I'm like, yeah, buddy, I love you. He's like, I think you went to a house. Sure, but did I you think play you are. Did you? It's I think. <laughs> What would be uh, yes. living your uh, dead or alive? Uh, give me a, a good uh, dinner party uh, companions that you would like to, to hang out with and have dinner with. I dead would, or alive? Holly Berry, uh, Jerry Rice, um, Billy Ocean. Because he can, I like his afro. The afro is the coolest thing. Is he still rocking that? I don't even. I, yes, yeah. he is and, in the. And who else? YouTube I, I would like to sit with um, maybe maybe the president. Just to kind of pick his mind on how to become great. Okay, which one? The oh. the current one. Mm-mm. Okay, uh, Barack. Uh, Barack. Barack. Okay. Barack okay. All right. Okay. Because <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I just wanted you to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you could have said Ulysses S. Grant, and I would go, "Oh, that's interesting." But Abe Lincoln, <laughs> Chris, what advice would you give your 18 year old self now? Um, take advantage of your opportunities now. Don't don't look back and regret some of the decisions that you made. You know, I look back. I'm not trying to preach anything, but I'm not, I look back in my life. I really would have took in high school. I wish I would have took my books seriously, so I didn't have to struggle in college to get my degree. Sure, yeah, excellent advice. Yeah. What's your degree in? Uh, education. I don't know how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it. I, no. I, <laughs> put it on a T, man. I just, I had to knock it, Somebody to knock it off that. Uh, favorite car, dream car? Oh, Ro- Rolls Royce Phantom. Ooh, what color? That, that's uh, like a like a goldish okay. tannish. I don't know if that's the color, but man, this is off the chain. Okay. And, and put some tennis shoes on. You know what tennis shoes are? No. Rims. Oh, is that? Is that? Tennis I did not shoes. know that. Yeah. Hey, did you know that we got tennis shoes on our on our Mustang? <laughs> we got we got we some got, style and tennis I shoes. Got, I got I'm gonna say to myself, I got like, sneakers. I'll be like, Hey, everybody, look at my sneakers! And you're okay. like, No, dude, that's not what they meant. I've got some Chuck Taylors on my car. <laughs> hey, I've got some Vans. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Right, what in the Sammy Hill? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's gonna get worse, Chris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Name the three most influential people in your life. Uh, my mother. Uh. My co- my my track coach from uh, high school, and um, my son. Ooh, my son. What's in your CD player or what's on your Apple Play Mix or what are you listening to now? Al Jarreau. Does anyone want to go dancing yeah. in the garden? Uh, 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 Does anyone want to go dancing uh, on the roof? Uh huh. No, nobody knew. Uh, lighting your fire. It, it really doesn't for Joe and I. I got one from Conway Twitty now. I Hello, like darling. That. I, that's the best. I worked for Conway. Now, here we hear the story. Hear the story again. Yeah, we got to hear the story. For the oh, 18th, he's a Conway Twitty podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. Have every podcast. Story? We got to tell the story. Have Go I ahead, Joe. The story? No, please. Yeah. Well, you know, Twitty City is in Hendersonville. Yeah, yeah. I worked for Conway all through high school and college. Okay. Great man. You'd have loved him. Yeah. Terrific guy. Yeah. That's all I got. His, <laughs> his, his music's terrific. I've got it on all my cassettes, eight tracks, and albums. You got uh, an eight track? You got an eight track? I do. Wow. 
But it's uh, yeah, you are telling your age. That's good stuff. You should come through MBA practice with okay. the windows down, blaring some oh, "Hello, oh, darling" oh. or "Tight fitting jeans," and <laughs> singing it to the Lord above, and let them all just hear what is wrong um, with Coach. I'll get demerits. Coach Sanders, what is I, wrong with? I him? would get demerits. You can't play. Yeah, in I'm, not, I'm not even a student. They'll give me demerits. <laughs> you can't. You can't show fun at MBA. That's great. yeah. You, I'll straight up get demerits. Uh, coach, can you come here? Uh, I can hear uh, this keep me in the office. You need me to. In the coach's office yeah, for a month. Talk to you. Oh, God. And yeah. bring your playbook. <laughs> What's, uh, I, I think it's on me. Chris, you're in yes. outstanding shape. You look great. Um, Somebody cares. What's your no, workout? You what's your uh, what's your morning routine? What's your work? Where do your workouts fit in? How are you keeping your health? What I do is uh, I work out twice a day. I work out at five in the morning and then I work out about 1230 the, uh, later on during the day. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is like this. It, it's a purpose why I do it because if I tell my my uh, wide receivers that they got to look good in shape or look great, then I got to make sure I'm in shape also. I mean, I got to have the guns and I got to have the trap muscles and I got to have the looks. You got to, you, you can't just tell them to do it and not do it. That's why I love to work out. I'm looking at his hands and his hands would swallow a football. Oh, uh, look at that. You didn't say nothing about my trap muscles. Look at my, your what? My oh, I can't, you know. <laughs> oh, look at the my trap to the side. That's our first. That's our first poser of of all our traps. guests of the traps. Traps. I don't We've even know what traps, traps are. Do I have traps? Trapezius. Okay. Trapezius. Uh, what's, a, State, what's a good uh, workout to uh, increase your traps? Uh, trap work. Like <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Hey, he's got an education. I, I went to Ohio State. I got my degree in education. It's like the, the shoulder shrug. The yeah, uh, shoulder, yeah, shoulder shrug. Pull up. Yeah, <laughs> we do, we do shrug. I mean, no, I've been on. It's called shrugs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean shrugs. Yeah, sure, and, and you could uh, hold kettlebells or uh, no, I, I actually, or dumbbells. I shrug. Uh, I put um, six forty fives and I shrug, and Dude. that's all honesty. What's a six forty five? Six six forty five pound weights. Oh. On, on on each side. Oh, oh my dang! God. That yeah, is so I'm, I'm that's pretty, big time. I'm pretty so strong. Your traps are what's making your your big stuff look from your shoulder yeah. to your neck. It just like you got because someone's going. Neck. What's yeah. my traps? Talking about his arms. But, you talking about legs? But you look good in your suit. That's, that's I was going to say you look like you look you look like an eighty suit. You look you got the you got the shoulder pads in and. Uh, and you don't, and you actually don't. It's, hey, no, that's me. You wear an 80 suit, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, final, final, what, what, yeah. final question. Um, and then we're going to move on from this ridiculous segment. Um, uh, name one thing in your youth that you got away with. Uh, I can't tell you that. Doesn't have to be bad. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Nobody listens to this podcast. All I'm going to all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is I played hide and go seek. That's all I'm going to say. What? That opens up more avenues. Yeah, just narrow it down a little tighter. The rumor mill is cranking right now. The Twitter reverse. You just set off the Twitter verse. When this is when I was young, before I was a I was a knucklehead. But just 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 hide and go seek. Go hide and go seek. Hide hide and go seek. Let's try it one more time. Let's try this one more time. Hide. Come on, one, one two, three. Hide and go seek. Uh-huh. There you go. Okay. And I'm going to leave it. That was, that was when I was a knucklehead. So that was before the BC day, so I'm good. <laughs> Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Chris, the fork in the road can yeah. come in uh, a lot of the stories that you've already talked about, but it's maybe that sliding door moment. You kind of thought in your mind, here's where I want to go. Here's what I've been working for. Here's mm. my goals. Here's my vision. Boom. Yeah. You get a change. 
the fork in the road is where you, maybe it was your move to Ohio State. Maybe it was, should I hold out and not go to the Titans? Or did I have mm-hmm. other opportunities when yeah. I was with the Titans? Maybe it was post-Titans. Okay. Well, what am I going to do with it, with my life? Uh, do you have that kind of moment that yeah. was a little epiphany? Yes, I do. Uh, it was my senior year in college. And um, the year before that, they wanted me to do spring ball, but I didn't want to do it because I was running track and I couldn't leave the track team because we were doing so well. We were ranked in the world. And we were getting ready to go play San Diego State that year. And they started a junior. And I'm a senior. So they started him the first game. And as I'm flying home from from San Diego, I didn't care if the plane went down. I'm being honest. I'm just <laughs> yeah. being, I didn't care if the plane went down. And I was like, I'm done. And I called my mom that that uh that night when I got home. I said, Mom, I'm done. I said, again, I said, Mom, I can't take this. It was it was I was uh-oh, I was coming to a crossroad today. Be like, you know what? I just want to do this anymore. And um, the next day I went to practice. And as I'm driving, we're driving to practice with me and Joey Galloway. I see Joey, Joey Galloway put his head down. He put his head down, you know, kind of in disgust. I'm like, what is going on? So he gets up and all the cameras get out and he got suspended for two games. So when he got suspended for two games, I get inserted back into the lineup. And the next weekend, the next week, I caught my first touchdown out of my career. Against the Pittsburgh, the the yeah Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The next week I caught one against Houston. The next week I caught two against Wisconsin. The next week I caught two against uh, Purdue. That was my turning moment right there. Mm. Because and you I didn't was, have anything to do with it. It all just any, came to it, you. It did because I was at the point, the brink of saying, you know what, I'm I'm done. And and I was at my breaking point and say, you know what, I don't, I didn't even I didn't even care about life at that moment. I was I was that down. I was that despair. But there was a blessing waiting for me. Right there, when I least expected it, that was the turning point. Let's uh, let's talk about um, what's a blessing too. I think uh, you've mentioned her name three times now, yeah. and also in a phone call before the show started. Your mother, mm-hmm. my mother's still alive. She's eighty six. She's walking Jesus. She's just the, <laughs> the, the greatest caring woman in the yeah. world. Uh, what kind of influence has your mom had been to you? Uh, you know, a lot of times we look at entertainers and we look at football players and we look at people that are in the limelight as heroes. My mom's my hero, and everybody says that. But the reason why she's my hero is the way she gave. I mean, my mom, we didn't have that much. We lost her home when I was in the tenth uh, grade, and she worked three jobs so we can so we can have. And I watched her go to work with her feet swollen, with bills, and crying, and figuring out a way to get us food. And she always provided. And the reason why I talk about her is because I watched the greatness. I watched how she gave. I watched how she got up every morning in spite of how she felt. I mean, there was times when she would just come home and she would just lay on the bed. She didn't buy a pair of shoes for her for 15 years just so I can have a pair of shoes, just so my sister could have. That's why I look at her as my hero is because she did hero things. Yeah, great. Led through humil- humility. Yeah. Probably <clears throat> never complained. Never complained. And you never knew anything about it. That was just yeah. the way she was. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Your love for, uh, and, I, and I, this happened in the New York Minute, Chris. Yes. Uh if I if you said to me, I remember the movie Ray and and Jamie Foxx won the Oscar, I believe, and, and yes, uh, and I, if you said name the year, I'd say I don't know, that was ten years ago, fifty, you know, maybe maybe fifty. Tell the story of of your connection with that with that movie. Oh, it is wild. Um, I think CJ was in the, CJ was in the your mag- son. CJ CJ Sanders, my son was in a magazine, right? And the producer saw his um, picture in a, in in a magazine. It was like got a hold of me and Stacy's like, has your son ever did any acting? It was like acting on what? We want to play in a Ray Charles movie. We're like, what are you talking about? Has he done any acting? It was like, no, whatever, whatever. So then they told us to put it uh, tape CJ on a VHS tape. <laughs> that's kind of, that's a, a VHS tape. So we taped them in in the bottom of my basement. 
We taped it and we sent it to him. And all of a sudden, they gave us a call back and said, "We want him to play Ray Charles as a kid." That's great. That's how it came about. That's it. It was. It was. It was. It was nothing that he tried to do any acting, do anything. It was just the 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 uh, producer saw his picture in a magazine and said, "Has he done any acting? Because he looks like Ray Charles as a kid." And crushed it. That's great. Had no let's, acting experience. Let's lift CJ up further. Then he moved on to play football at Notre Dame. Yes. And you just used him as one of the most influential people in your life. Why is that? Um, it, it happened this this last year, and the reason why I say he's my hero is because uh, no, no, a couple of years ago when he didn't get drafted, and I watched him break down in my living room because that was his dream. So instead of him, you know, saying "What was me?" You know what he did? This was during COVID, and what he did instead of him crying and whatever, whatever, he went in his room and he he taught himself three languages. Oh, tremendous! Three languages, big by just looking on the, on the app. And said, I'm going to learn Spanish, German, and I forgot the other one. Said, I'm going to learn it because this is what he said. He said, if I'm going to be one of the best actors of all time, then I got to prepare like I am. And that's why he's my hero. What's he doing now? He's, he's in California doing acting. That's going to be he's, his acting. He, yep, that, he's he's down he, there doing it. Is he got anything cooking? Or he's, doing a lot, he's doing a lot of auditions and everything. And then he actually got a, a, a big time job down there at working at a place called Dart. You ever heard that? Insurance? Who? Dart? D-A-R-T? Uh, uh, I don't know either. Uh, just bring the check. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I might want to Google that, Chris. <laughs> I know. See, I know. See I if there's a place. Yeah, Dart, Dart. Another great night at Dart. Why is he on TV? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just I watched him mature as a man. Yeah. And, and I told my son this. I said, son, the reason why I'm proud of you and you're my hero is because you didn't let your circumstances dictate what you were going to become. Because he, because the funny thing about it is he needed... One one more touchdown to we good? No, he oh, I'm sorry. I don't he needed one more touchdown to break to tie the all time return in in in, in FCS. Mm-hmm. He needed two to break it. This is at Notre Dame. This is at Notre Dame. Uh-huh. And um for him not to get drafted is crazy, but he didn't let that stop him. And that's why I love that dude. That's great. What a tremendous story. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna look for him. CJ uh uh what is he got a Hollywood name or is he using his real name? So you don't like me either, do you? Why is that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm giving you. Our <laughs> we'll look for CJ Sanders on the on the uh, on the big screen. <laughs> you gotta wear shades. Oh man, I'll just give you our time. That's all right, baby. God, we are two sensitive suckers, good. aren't oh, we? We're, 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 we're bitter old men, it's and we're just horn, man. Don't 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 tease me. Yeah, I bet we all would say if you're gonna uh, dish, you got to take it. So that's, <laughs> I know that, that's, that's, that's true. So we end this with, uh, and I can't think of you know. I follow you on Facebook, not stock, but um, yeah, you do. And you're on there once or twice. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I met this morning, uh, <laughs> and so so. Uh, but you know, you're you, but you yes. are, you're one of the more positive spiritually positive Thank people you. I, I ever know. You Thank just, you. You, you want to, and you do inspire so many other people. Uh, your message is always good. It's always, you know, uh, and I think the theme of this, this podcast with you has been about co- the, the comeback yes. or, or, or fighting adversity, getting up, up off the floor. Um, that, so why is the future? I mean, the future is bright for you. Where, yeah. where, where, where are you in five years, 10 years? Um, I'm changing the world. I mean, I want to work in the NFL and actually one day I want to own my own team and, you know, all those things, you know, because the thing about it is we, we talk about how do we make our world, be- world better or how, how is it to be a great leader? It's about making others better. And the way you make others better is by serving and by helping and giving. I love doing it. And the reason why I love doing that is because somebody helped me in my lowest moment. And the reason why I say that is it was in, um, my freshman year of high school, Don Gatewood, never forget it. 
is I hurt my knee in wrestling. I came out for track and I, I get on the, I, I get into the last track meet because I came off my injury and I get on the, I, I go on the track meet and I lose and I walk on the bus and everybody's laughing at me mm. and I'm sitting in the back and I'll never forget this. Is he walked between everybody with them laughing at me, mom, and he pulled me off the bus and he looked me in the, in the face without a tic tac. He said this. He said, You're going to be a state champion one day. And I said, What are you talking I can't even beat these guys. My senior year, I won the long jump. I won the uh, 200. And I won, um, won, yeah, the one or two in the long jump. Now, here's the good part about it is, is I broke the, 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 the state record and it still stands to this day. Mm. So, what I'm saying yeah. is, is that's why I inspire people is because somebody inspired me when I was at my lowest. Excellent. I think that um, always for every one of us, there's always a good positive word that we can offer someone to change their day. Words yeah. do matter. Um, I, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but we we talked about it a little bit before the show. Words matter. And when um, you think someone's someone else and there's not, I, uh, I fly planes now for a living. We had gone into Boca Raton, Florida. Mm. It was the Ohio. My dad went to Ohio State. We're Ohio State people, the yes. Ohio State in my family. And so. You could have yeah. mentioned that earlier. I know. I and know. then, and then, yeah. then Chris would really like it. <laughs> I would and, really love it. You know, we got Mr. Notre Dame over here all the time and with all that stuff going on. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're in South Florida. We were flying folks in for what was the Ohio State Alabama game. What year was that? A couple years ago, championship game. It, it, those and, teams all run together. Yeah, Don't, I mean, yeah, the, the last five so, years, yeah, <laughs> could have been. It. There's busyness at this plane next to us, <laughs> and it's it's a big guy. And I think this is this is. I think I know who this is. And he's walking to inside. I'm walking inside. I'm I'm timing this so I can walk up and get a a picture with him. And it's uh, Justin Fields. No way. And I'm like Justin. I said, and it's it's loud. I'm like Justin, man. Can I get a picture with you? Uh, you know, my dad went to Ohio State. And blah, 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 blah. I take a picture and I send it to my uh, kids. Mm. And my sons are 21 and 22. Massive sports. Uh, they want to work in sports ownership as well. Dad, that's Jalen Hurts. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so no I'm, way. I'm sitting there. and That's and, what he did to me. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts is looking at me like, are you messing with me? Because I kept calling him Justin Fields. Oh my God. I said, my dad went to Ohio State. We love y'all. And he keeps staring at me, and he took a picture with me. And my Joey goes, that is hilarious. that's Jalen Hurts. You're so stupid. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been uh, being around town and stuff, and you do have a, you've been high profile doing yes, a lot of things. And absolutely. And doing a lot of radio and, and TV appearances and TV and all that. Uh, do you get people? I mean, we we've had it where people joke that they think I'm Neil Orr. Hey, Neil, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, not not really. Not Anybody me. call you like Derek me, Mason uh, or, or no, they call me Derek Mason or uh, no um, Kevin Dyson? You can be I'm Kevin like, Dyson, Doctor Dyson. I'm, I'm, I'm prettier than him. Somebody yes. somebody called me Gary Coleman one time. Co Who? Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Talking about Willis? <laughs> <laughs> nah, they they always mistake me of. Um, yeah. Denzel Washington or Morris Chestnut. Yeah. Or Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you know who I get? I get, and this is serious, oh. and this happened twice at Midway Airport in Chicago, and I damn near got a, got a free rental car out of it. No way. Who do, you, who do you think? Who do you think? Um, like, uh, Dopper Ganger or whatever? Paul Karski. Paul Karski? Uh, no, please. <laughs> Steve Kerr. 
I get a little bit you of Steve Kerr. Yeah. You yeah. do, John. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Golden State head coach. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I, I was in Greece one time, and the guy would not leave me alone. He oh, was a Greece real? basketball player, and he goes, Coach Kerr. I go, I'm not Coach Kerr. He goes, I know that's not your wife. I go, No, that is my wife, but I'm not Coach Kerr. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't wear. And he left down a napkin. He appreciated, but he didn't like that. Uh, that I think Golden State let go a Greece player or something. <laughs> I mean, to this day, he probably went up to an All Star game with with Coach Kerr and said, Coach saw you in Greece. Good dude. I went in Greece. No, I, it's on the DL. I so, but it. but now you know how feels <laughs> hey it has been yes, a fast hour dude wow, I, i'm so well that's that's how we roll man so um so we're very very appreciative we're, you so and, much. And, and you and and many of the titans like dr dyson and eddie george and all this and um you know that that era will always be you know joe being a season ticket holder me being able to do the coaching show for 13 years awesome. those are those are years i i feel like i can go back and replay those games and i know i know your stats dude i know what you've done and and you were you were electric. Thank you and, so much. And appreciate you made it. you put a lot of smiles on a lot of faces. So uh, uh, thank you for your time very much. I appreciate y'all, man. You guys are awesome, and and I love what you guys do. And I love the show. I love the the life that you guys bring. I mean, it's it, it, it's really it's really refreshing because sometimes in life we we forget to laugh, and it's so good to laugh because it's it is like honey like a honeycomb. It's sweet to laugh. Well, you're in charge of the youth of America now. Yeah. So uh, may God bless you. Thank you so and much. And keep you and make his face shine upon you, uh, Derek Mason. So, uh, <laughs> God, you were so close to a solid uh, ending. Oh, Kevin Dyson? <laughs> oh. The one and only Chris Sanders, which means you'll come back. If you uh, had a good time here, we'll have you back. No, 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 no. he's not coming back. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. No, you are too. Heck yeah, I'm coming back, man. Oh, you're just a great spirit. Appreciate and it. You, thank you so you, much. You're the one who lights up the room. So I appreciate uh, you. We thank you for being a guest uh, on the Second Cup of Joe. And John, <laughs> it's the Second Cup of Joe and John, as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John. <laughs> <laughs>